You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this is The Comics Hall. What up? We're back, son. Why does it feel like we haven't done this in a million years? Because it's been a full month. Like, this is the first time that we've had, I think, the full run of us not having a show. Yeah, since we switched to our monthly Mm -hmm. format once a month, and Mm -hmm. we have had some members of the local comic society ask, hey, where's your your show? We are once a month with special events accepting. Uh, So we'll have another show later this month. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first up, it is a new Comic Book Wednesday. It's also smack dab in the middle of Sideshow New York Con. It is Mm -hmm. Wednesday, October 6th. There are a lot of books to get through. We're going to be running you guys through some of the October books we are most looking forward to. We're gonna have a little bit of a shorter show today. I say that now, God willing. We'll see what happens. You we'll know, see. It's us. Alex Thank is, you. is going to is gonna turn off that stream. He's and, gonna turn it off when we hit time. And in person, Rob's here Rob's as well. Here. Let's see your hand, Rob. There you go. There he is. Oh, there look, we're is. we're matching. Someone, Amy just needs to unblock me on AIM. That's all that needs to happen. <laughs> there was a memo involved. There was. I'm just saying, me and Amy match. So it's like the most. Tiebreaker? All right, Autumn, get down here. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we got lots to go over. We're going to be, again, telling you guys what we're excited about this month, mm-hmm. and we'll check in with you guys later this month about some spooktacular yes. themed stuff. But first up, I mean, Sideshow New York Con. We just had the, the booth tour for today. We're going to have an all-request tour tomorrow, tomorrow if you guys missed any of that. Also, if you missed day one and two, we have the booth tour and the all-request stream mm-hmm. uh, recorded on our YouTube channels. You can still register for the event at side.show slash NYCC. You want to tell them a little bit about that? Yes. So, uh, again, you can still register, as Amy said, side.show forward slash NYCC right there. Thank you. Uh, you can get $5 in Sideshow rewards as well as exclusive giveaway opportunities and exclusive uh, reward code opportunities. Thanks, Autumn. <laughs> yeah. count on you. Thanks, Autumn. Ever the professional. Um, yeah, so it is still not too late to register. I think you do have until today. I don't think you can register after tomorrow. Yeah, because tomorrow is the last of our uh, booth shenanigans, mm-hmm. booth-related shenanigans. But as uh, the official convention kicks off this weekend, with the Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you guys are going to be there in person, you don't have to worry about missing any of our live booth content, but there's going to be stuff still going on social media, and you can always check Mm -hmm. out the photos from this week on our social media pages as well. Yep, Sideshow New York Con ends tomorrow, but the New York Comic Con shenanigans carry on through the weekend for everyone. All right, again, uh, we've got a show immediately after this right in these seats. So we've got to get going to uh, a segment we like to call Pulling Ahead, where we talk about the books that we are. The, oh, do you want to do this real quick? We got, we got a teensy bit of comic book news. Oh, we do. Real fast, up first. This is what happens, guys. This is what happens. Uh, Day three. We just wanted to, apart from the news that mm-hmm. Sideshow New York Con, I mean, there's nothing else going on, but uh, we wanted to let you guys know about a couple of comic book movies and shows that you may be mm-hmm. looking forward to and uh, just remind you that you can always pick up books related to them at your local comic book store. First up, of course, we've already had the release of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yep. Uh, if you are see, have you seen that film or you want to uh, get some reading in before you go and see it, highly recommend, uh, especially the the latest, uh, the Donny Cates Venom series. Mm-hmm. Marvel's starting a new Venom series later this month. Uh, but if you want to check that out, the Donny Cates Venom has a great uh, evolution of the symbiote relationship that's reflected a lot in the film. There's also the Absolute Carnage event. And then yep. there's there's decades worth of Venom and Carnage out there. Lethal yep. Detector. Uh 
the there was also maximum carnage maximum Absolute, carnage the original the one yeah and then you had carnages. uh king in black that just happened again a huge uh venom renaissance that is happening right now we the love venice, to see it the venom song the venom song <laughs> the renaissance yes um yeah i mean there's tons of stuff out there to read a lot of that is available on marvel unlimited again or go to your lcs uh, your local comic book shop and get uh some of those trades they are they do exist right now um, and most stores worth their salt probably actually have a Venom display, like, set up. Like, hey, did you like Venom? Like, here's mm -hmm. some more stuff. They should be. Um, $9.99. Depends <laughs> on know. where you go and who you ask. And then later in this month, we have two releases coming out on October 22nd. First up, we've got Lock and Key Season mm -hmm. 2 hitting. And yes. the only book we can recommend to you for reading that is more Lock and Key. So Lock and Key, that's, everyone. That's the beauty of a creator-owned or an independent mm -hmm. title. You just walk in and you ask for that title. So just look for Lock and Key. It's a continuation of the story. Check out the graphic novel and you're all set. And then we've got Dune, the long-awaited Dune. Dune. Uh, and if you guys want to check out comic books about that, there actually are some, and they're pretty recent. We've got uh, Dune House Atreides from Boom Studios. I believe that series is, is a good number. You covered through. that on the show. Yeah, we covered it previously. And later... Later this month, or or uh, I think next month, they're launching a uh, like a Harkonnen family. Uh, so we've got the House mm, of Atreides. I don't think it's, I don't think it's House Harkonnen, but um, mm -hmm. it's the it's kind of the the Baron and his side of things. Uh, so there's going to be another kind of Dune prequel series. Yep. Uh, if you're really interested in that, um, but otherwise. I mean, that one's a real book that yeah. we can recommend you. It's a long read, so you better get started. But I've there checked, are... and there are no pictures in that book. <laughs> there I'm are sorry. Dune I comics. put it right back. <laughs> All right, Paul, now for the segment that you jumped ahead to It's uh, time introduce. for some comic book news. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> pulling ahead. We're pulling ahead, We everyone. are pulling ahead. Uh, this is a look at the whole month coming up, including today. I know yeah. it's, it, I mean, it's never too late to go to your store and pick up books, but mm -hmm. we've got a lot of great releases that you should be keeping an eye out for. Yeah, now some of these you can also, I some of the FOC dates, which means the final order cutoff date, uh, which is the last date that you can reserve some of these books, it may have passed on a few of these books. Some of the later ones, I think you should be okay. Mm -hmm. um, or if you can, just ask your, uh, your shop, put it in your pool list and say, if it's possible, can you guys please put this in my pool Pretty when it gets please. in? Yeah, just much a like that. Quick, quick explainer on FOC. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys may see that um, Mad Cave Studios recently has joined the FOC program. So there is kind of a way that these things are organized. Final order cutoff is the last day for stores to have their orders in to tell a publisher this is the confirmed amount that we know that people want. People want this many at our store, plus however many shelf copies they're going to order. The publisher gets all those numbers from the orders and goes, okay, so let's say there's 8,500 orders across the states for this book. We're going to print 10,000 copies and see how that sells. Yep. From the extra that they print above what's reserved, your store can reorder after FOC, but it's not guaranteed because that little extra bit is supposed to serve every store now. It's like a, it's like a, if people come back and if yep. it's a surprise hit and they need to order more, they pull from that extra reserve the publisher does. And then when that all sells out at the distributor level, mm -hmm. that's when a publisher can say, hey, this was selling like hotcakes. Let's go to a second printing. Let's go to a third printing. Or we've still got plenty of the first printing available. We're not going to reprint. So final mm -hmm. order cutoff is like guaranteed. You yeah. can still order a book after the fact, but Definitely. it's a little, you're leaving yeah. it up to chance. You are rolling the dice a little bit more with that way. Um, but yeah, you can always ask. You can always find most of these publishers. Again, we always say the best way to find out about some of these books is to follow some of the publishers, some of the creators that you love. Follow them on, honestly, follow them on Twitter is usually the best place. Yeah, We recommend Twitter we follow a ton the, of people on Twitter. Is the kind mm -hmm. of 
hot space for uh, yeah. comic book publishers and creative talent advertising their own stuff mm -hmm. right now. It's, Twitter saw it first, almost yeah. always. All right. It's time to get into pulling ahead. These are some books that, again, we are going to be going over today because today is New Comic Book Day. Some books that are out today. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, for the rest of the month. Amy, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So uh, Paul and I each have a title that we want to focus and uh, let you guys know that you definitely don't want to miss. And we'll mention some other notable titles. But uh, first up, we've got the Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary 100-page spectacular <sighs> number one cover. from DC Comics. Oh, it's just – oh, it's so – I love I, – I just love pictures like this. Mm -hmm. I love pictures with civilians and superheroes, and you can see some of the other Amazons. In and she's the mix looking at she in the front, like right down there. She's wearing a Wonder Woman shirt, yeah. and just like all, yeah, all of the various generations. We've got everyone Nubia up here and Hippolyta over on the mm -hmm. side, and just lots of great, all the different types of people who have been impacted, of course, by Wonder Woman. Now, this is one of those anthology stories where a lot of different creators get together and tell different stories that are not necessarily like part of the continuation of the current Wonder Woman series. So you can pick this up and enjoy it alone. Um, writers include Jordi Belair, Vita Ayala, Mark Wade, Becky Cloonan, and Steve Orlando, G. Willow Wilson, Tom King, Stephanie Phillips, and Michael Conrad. Artists include Amy, Amy Reader, Joe Prado, Marcio Takara, Jim Chung, Laura Braga, Isaac Goodhart, Evan Shaner, Megan Hetrick, and more. There's even more colorists and letterers on the book as well. I wasn't able to track down all of their names uh, before we got our show notes in today, but it is such a celebration of the character and the talent. A lot of people who have worked on the character before are getting a chance to tell these stories in this volume. And it's I, I just love these um these uh publications right. by dc these one shot yeah i mean yeah these huge anthologies are great because a if you're going in and you're buying this book because of the title there you, you are a fan of wonder woman um there is definitely a story in here for you i mean the, almost all <laughs> anonymous you know, dude one two three she looks great for 80 yeah i'd give anything to look that whatever they're doing over on Ther themiscira really works for them mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, these these are so much fun. And again, I love having just like a murderer's row of incredible artists and writers on books like this. Yes. It's and insane. for the uninitiated, the phrase murderer's row is actually a complimentary thing. Like it just it means like it's... You, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know like their it, life. It's but. meant to, I mean, it's <laughs> colloquially, colloquially used mm -hmm. as like, this is a this is a top tier talent. It does yeah. sound really sinister. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got... I think you're reacting to the face that I made as <laughs> We've got... Uh, face of the internet. We'll have Alex real murderers rows later in the month as sure well. Will. We get towards Halloween time. Mm -hmm. But there's more this week. Paul, what else have we got? We have got a righteous thirst for vengeance, not just like me and Amy, like, wow. uh, but we've got the comic here. This is by Rick Remender and Andre Lima Araujo. Um, again, this is by Image Comics. Now, this is a fascinating book. It is solicited as a, a mix of the professional meets road to perdition, um, <laughs> which I, so I, I do see that, but it is also very, uh, I hate, I hate to use the comparison all the time, but like very John Wick-esque okay. where you've got someone who is, I mean, John Wick is by no means unassuming. Like he is a badass and like you <laughs> find that out, you know, throughout the movie. But um, it, it is, you know, sort of a David and Goliath, like this person that you've got here. We've got the uh, the main character. I, I don't have it with me. I haven't read it. Uh, my pool is currently waiting for me at my local comic shop. But um, essentially he stumbles on a dark web contract on accident and he has to protect a young woman from essentially this group of elite people who are just running these types of games for fun. Uh, it is 
it's really, really exciting. I have mentioned mold multiple times. Like I love Rick Remender. Again, um, Andre Araujo did a little bit of the work on, I think, the latter half of Deadly Class. But um, again, this is essentially, you know, Rick Remender at his best when he does these sort of boots on the ground stories of vengeance and sort of world building. Mm -hmm. Rick Remender really shines. Like if you are familiar with like the storytelling that he did in Black Science, very similar. Or what I feel will be is like, you are dropped in the middle of this world while it's already sort of happening at 100 miles an hour. Um, I'm, I'm super excited um, for this. You know, again, Rick Remender has been singing its praises. I mean, he wrote it, but um, he's been <laughs> he's said, singing his, his own praises and being <laughs> very excited for it for, for quite a while now. So, um, and the art looks beautiful. Raho does a, a great, great job. Um, again, that's out now. It's three ninety nine. That's by Image. You should have no problem getting that book. It should be readily available right now. Yeah, my local store had a, a nice little display for it because mm -hmm. it is one of the larger releases this week. I mean, yep. it's high profile title, a great publisher uh, and and creators to boot. So there are some other interesting comics we wanted to call out this week, but these are just kind of quick features. We've got the amazing Spider-Man 75. This is also actually an anthology kind of uh, Spider-Man mm -hmm. storytelling series. We've got Kelly Thompson taking on Spider-Man in this issue, as well as some other creators if you're interested in that. Uh, we've got Are You Afraid of Dark Side? <laughs> That's another DC one-shot with... Uh, mm -hmm. Robin and uh, other characters from the DC universe telling like scary stories involving some of the uh, the unconventional mm -hmm. villains. I know there's a Batman and Mad Hatter story yeah. in there, uh, but it's like a the cover. Is yeah, so it's it's like a campfire scary story type of deal. Uh, yeah, super stoked for that. And yes, you should be afraid of Darkseid. <laughs> then we've also got Eternals Celestia number one. Well. Uh, not to be confused with Princess Celestia of My Little Pony. This is a continuation <laughs> of what's next for the Eternals in Kieran Gillen's. Uh, reimagining of their whole mythos and uh, that that series has just been doing so well so mm -hmm. far and again we've got their movie coming out next month so if you'd like to see where that's headed jump on that then we've got Arkham City the order of the world number one from DC Comics yeah. I'm actually not familiar with this one it's not uh yeah so this is a book um again the I you know you know me always prepared um i don't have the the creative team directly in front of me but i do know that it is spinning relatively out of james tynan's current run on it so as far as if you can just jump into it and read it always yes with uh this particular book because it is sort of about you know the capital like a arkham and and how you know it interacts with gotham but it does take place in something that happened called a day which again it's not Really a spoiler, but the Joker poisoned a ton of people and stuff happened in hey, Arkham City. You know, AJ was a bad thing in uh, the Avengers video game, too. It's just like, Oh, it sure was. Just not, that doesn't sound like a yeah. good day for anything. Just move on to the next letter. Yeah. B Day. <laughs> Alex, Alex Day. Yeah. yeah. We celebrate B Days. Those are birthdays. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so it's ex uh, essentially exploring that world a little bit more, but it does stand alone on its own. So uh, if, if you're not reading James Tynan's run, you should be because he it is fantastic and it is also wrapping up very soon. But um, yeah, it, it you don't need to read it at all if uh, you want to just jump into this particular story and enjoy wow, it. Wow, are you not recommending a comic? <laughs> hey, I'm, you don't have to read comic I'm, books at I'm all. I'm practical. And then finally, an unconventional release, but uh, for people who like humor and uh, comedy, uh, we've got Chicken Devil number one from Aftershock Comics. This is a uh, comedy mm -hmm. thriller that takes place in the world of fast food uh, as a young man's family is indebted to the Russian mob uh, and they own a, a hot wings joint and he <laughs> has to take on the mantle of the chicken devil to fight back. <laughs> nice. Boom. Sold it. There should be a lot of uh, interesting variants for that one too, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, you're greenlit. Let's do it. All right. Let's get on this project. Um, I do also want to shout out um, for DC Comics from their horror line, Soul Plumber, number one. It is a uh, story written by the team that does the last podcast on the left and is the first comic book that they've ever done. Um, and I am a huge fan of that podcast and, and and some of their live content. This is the first book they've done. And I know that Marcus, one of the guys that he had did as a huge comic book reader, like mm-hmm. was just rereading Sandman and everything Ooh. to get in the sort of storytelling mode for this. So um, it's just essentially saying like, how can we streamline exorcisms? Boy, do we've got a plumber for you. So <laughs> that's essentially how we can solicit that. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Um, mm-hmm. If you've already picked up your books, go ahead and shout out what you did pick up this week. I, I know that I've got uh, more Nice House on the Lake, and I'm like Ooh. taking all my willpower. Nice mm-hmm. House on the Lake and the Me You Love and Dark. And the Me You Love like, Dark. Ooh, yeah. Those are two of my favorites right now. But uh, let us know what you picked up this week or what you may pick up after mm-hmm. these uh, titles we've all uh, just covered here. But next week, October 13th, we've got another couple of interesting announcements. You want to take the uh, DC Comics? So up first, we've got Batman the Imposter. Now, this is by uh, Matson Tomlin, Andre Sorrentino, and Jordi Belair. Again, another crack team on this, man. Like, it's, it's going to look so beautiful. Uh, this is an interesting story. It's kind of been shrouded in mystery. I know... Jordy Belair um, had put it on their Twitter and I wasn't necessarily sure like what is this at like at all and then Matt and Tomlin who I'm not very familiar with had dropped you know just like notes and scripts about what this is um, it's a second essentially there is a another Batman that is hunting um, down the villains of you know of Gotham City essentially doing what is basically the biggest criticism that everyone has of Batman is like, if you would just kill these villains, you would save so many more lives. But then if, you know, as Batman says, if you, uh, if you kill a murderer, the amount of murderers in Gotham only goes up. Yeah. Boom. Batman dropped. And that's, I think that's actually Scott Snyder, but um, (laughs) yeah. So it's, it's someone who has become an imposter. They are taking on the mantle. They somehow have a suit that is Batman's and uh, Matt's and Tomlin has assured us, which I haven't read this yet that it will not be someone in, in the Bat family. Oh, like, who okay. has it? So he's like, I promise you, it, there's no easy out. It's not someone in the Bat family. So <laughs> Batman the Imposter, out next week. Um, again, go ask your uh, local comic shop. Have them put in your pool for you. It's going to be great. Or you can always read it digitally on Tuesday because DC releases their books on Tuesday. Yes, that is true. And, and some of these stores get their shipments at different times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, DC books now come out on Tuesdays, but we're just lumping everything into the wonderful Wednesday. Um, you know, they do say that uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I think Batman should just be cool with it. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's super cool with it. You know, Batman. He's known for being just the most chill. chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways. Up next, I'm very excited. We've got to release uh, World of Darkness number one from Vault Comics. Now, this, despite the title, mm-hmm. uh, World of Darkness Crimson Thaw, this is not an entirely new number one. Uh, this is a continuation of the Vampire the Masquerade series, which I believe has come to a temporary conclusion, if not complete. Um, but this should actually still be a jumping on point for people because this is introducing us to the uh, the World of Darkness is, is the RPG system from which Vampire the Masquerade spawns, as well as Werewolf the Apocalypse. And I am so excited because this has the vampire team, uh, Tim Seeley, Bla- uh, Teeny and Blake Howard. I like that it, the way I said that it implies that they're vampires. I'm not un- unconvinced that Teeny Howard's not a vampire. We don't know for but sure. The, the yeah. Vampire the Masquerade uh, team of Tim Seeley, Teeny and Blake Howard, 
and then we've got uh, newcomer newcomers Danny Lore and Jim Zub, mm -hmm. and they will be tackling the werewolf aspects of this. Danny Lore is also the writer behind uh, Vault's upcoming Lunar Room, which is the werewolf mafia hit woman story. Um, they all, are all good words. <laughs> they are such a werewolf fan, and so I'm excited to see Vault bringing them on uh, to this. And then we've got art by Julius Ota and colors by Addison Duke and lettering by mm -hmm. And World Design. And so this is um, the last 10 issues of Vampire the Masquerade have been the uh, the challenge and rise and fall of the Twin Cities uh, vampire. I, I kind of forget what the official term is, but in that world, like the like the masquerade is them hiding from society. But like right. they've got a, a mon not a monarchy. They've got their leader who's a prince and then mm -hmm. the... Um, you know, like it's yeah. like a vampire mafia essentially, and they've caused That's a enough. Cool word there, yeah. yeah. They've caused enough of a mess that they've gotten the uh, the attention of human hunters. Mm -hmm. But now, as Cecily Bain, the main character of Vampire the Masquerade, steps up to become the new prince of the Twin Cities, she's gonna have to deal with the wolves at the door because uh -huh. werewolves are encroaching in on their sacred spaces. So I'm super excited about this. This these books also um, include. If, if you're reading along or you're not, um, you should check this out. Uh, includes supplemental role-playing game material yeah. for VTM and Werewolf the Apocalypse uh, to incorporate these characters and ideas that are featured in the comic into your own uh, game. So it's kind, mm -hmm. kind of like a homebrew, but it follows the official uh, gaming system. So I think that's... I mean, do, do you think people can just probably jump into that book? I think with the yeah. Werewolf one, I think they're going to do enough of a job of explaining uh, what's going on with that, that you should be able to make an easy transition because we're going to have a whole new cast with with the werewolves oh, who are right. showing up. Um, yeah. And they'll probably, I mean, they'll probably sum up the last 10 issues of Vampire the Masquerade pretty neatly for you. But I'm super excited about that one. And it's going to be a uh, limited series. That nice. one. I think it's three larger issues. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, you've been reading almost all of that. Like everything I, that Vault has produced, you, you've at least collected and yes. also brought onto the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Vault. Um, no, but I just, I think as someone who hasn't had a chance to play Vampire the Masquerade mm -hmm. in full, I have had the best time just reading about this, uh, this story and the, the lore is so rich between all the different vampire clans and all of that. But there are lots of other books coming out next week as well. We've got mm -hmm. some interesting ones. Uh, we've got a number one with Eternals Forever from Marvel Comics. And then we've got a conclusion with Immortal Hulk number 50. That's it. Guys, if you, were, if you were on the whole Immortal Hulk series from start to finish, shout it out. That was one of those ones that I was like, how long of this? How long is this series going to be? But I, this has been one of the most recent uh, things it, yeah. I can remember of a Marvel series getting to 50 issues. And, and it feels like it, like we were just covering Immortal Hulk one. Like I think we've actually been a show as long as it's been going. Huh. Yeah. Good for us. Good for us. We outlived the Hulk. Ooh, <laughs> and he was apparently immortal. I mean... Come on, buddy. Mortal Comics Hall is what I'm saying. Rebranding. <laughs> All right. And then we've also got Star Wars The High mm -hmm. Republic, Trail of Shadows, another addition to that awesome universe that Marvel Comics is crafting there. And then we've got the Miss Marvel Marvel Tales number one from Marvel Comics. If you guys are missing seeing Kamala Khan, she hasn't been mm -hmm. in a ton of books recently apart from Champions. Uh, she's going to be getting a new series ahead of the television show that's coming out later this year. But there's going to be a standalone one-shot tale with her for uh, Marvel Tales number one. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Excellent. All right. So that'll wrap it for October 13th. We are now moving to week three, coming up on Halloween Junior. Yeah, Halloween yeah. Eve. Halloween Eve. We're now talking the week of October 30th. Amy, you want to take the I first think, one? Yeah, I think we should also specify last month our show was supersized because September right. had five Wednesdays. That was huge. And you might have noticed mm -hmm. how the 
the publishing got weird at the end of the month. Like not as many books between the last sure weeks. Did. This is a, a nice tight four week month. And I am so excited. We've got a uh, Phoenix song echo number one from Marvel comics written by Rebecca Rowanhorst with art by Luca Maresca. I am so excited. This is going to be a five issue miniseries taking mm -hmm. on uh, a look at Maya Lopez, who, you know, I think is uh, set to debut in the Hawkeye series. So yep. we're, if you guys are interested in uh, <laughs> learning a little bit more about Echo, I don't think we're going to see her as the Phoenix in the TV series, but you never know. You heard it. Amy um, confirmed it. <laughs> Hawkeye says, look, Maya, you got to get with the bird theme here. She yeah. goes, okay, I'll go get Boom, out with the Phoenix, Phoenix. Force. But she is, as of Jason Aaron's Avengers, the new wielder of the Phoenix Force. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get to see her explore what that means. Uh, we've only seen little hints and teases of it throughout uh, Heroes Reborn yeah. and the recent Avengers issues. But I am so excited because Rebecca Rowanhorst is one of my favorite fiction writers to mm -hmm. date. She is a Native American writer. She was in the Indigenous Voices, Marvel's Voices That's anthology. So um, and I am just so excited to get to see her tackle a Native character as well. Um, and like I'm going to make a plug for her book series. She's got the sixth world series uh, with trail of lightning, which is like one of my favorite monster hunter. I mean, you guys know me. I'm, I love monster. Hunters. I like a monster hunter. Um, such an amazing uh, fantasy apocalyptic series. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you like what you see with Phoenix song echo, I highly encourage you to check out the sixth world Definitely. novels. I, I love, I love seeing people make the, the crosses from the fiction writing too. Mm -hmm. She's now she's writing comics for Marvel. I'm very yeah, excited about and, this one. And I love because I'm not someone who is again. I I predominantly associate Phoenix with uh, with the X Men, mm -hmm. um, and and Echo with Daredevil. Exactly, and you know they've sort of merged these two corners of the Marvel universe that I'm not very familiar with, and I got to see it all unfold in Jason Aaron's um, current Avenger run, and it's been great. It's kind of made me excited to go back and see like, oh, okay, so how was like what's been the Phoenix's journey, and yeah. it's had quite a journey. To get to this point and now phoenix is maybe <laughs> thor's mom we had a confirmation of that mm -hmm. in the recent issue from donny cates of thor i was like when's he gonna acknowledge that mm -hmm. the phoenix called thor son like um, um that, mike uh if we're talking phoenix song echo that's going to be a five issue mini series mm -hmm. if we're talking world of darkness i believe that's a three issue series but phoenix song echo is going to be five Nice. All right. And yeah, I'm, I'm just super excited about this one. So, All right. And up next, we have another story that I am super stoked for. This is Nubia and the Amazons. Of course, this is by DC Comics. So technically, this is out the 19th? Right? Yeah, technically, technically it's the, the 19th, 19th. But you can get it on, Always on, the, a technicality. on the 20th. Um, yeah, no, again, this follows, I think, one of, I, I think probably as close to, like the only person that's gotten close to Diana for me, as far mm -hmm. as like, the idealistic Wonder Woman. Um, and I, I, I love Nubia. I think I remember first seeing Nubia in a Gary Duggan um, Justice League back, like back, um, back half story. Okay. And it was, it was sort of, uh, he, Gary Duggan had done an interview and saying like, she's such an important character. I almost didn't include her because I didn't know how to not make her be the focal point. Mm -hmm. And, and of course <laughs> it, it, it totally shows in like stories like this. So this is um, Vida Ayala. Stephanie Williams, Aletha Martinez, and Mark Morales on inks. We've got uh, a Mayaka, oh, Mayika? Mayika Souza, Sozo uh, variant cover that is coming as well. I believe this particular cover artist, this is Aletha Martinez. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, now this, it's, it's just incredible. I mean, there have been in the DC universe currently, there have been tons of new, um, 
you know, Amazonians going, you know, from Themyscira and going, you know, into the, the world of man. Yeah. And, and we're like, we've seen with Yara Flor mm -hmm. and the Amazons of Bana Migdal. Um, and then we've got the Themyscirans and all of these different places where the, the Amazon mm -hmm. lore is really expanding here. But of course, Nubia has been around for quite a long time. She was also the feature uh, of a young adult graphic novel that uh, came out earlier this year. I, yeah. I forget what that one was called, though. Um, I will look it up really fast. Uh, but yeah, yeah she's just, I mean, she's been around and, and celebrating 80 years of Wonder Woman. You can't uh, mm -hmm. leave out such an important character as as her sister in this way. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nubia has become, you know, I think one of the pillars of, you know, Wonder Woman as a brand. I mean, she is, she sort of represents it as ideal, as idealistically as Diana would, um, I think. And, you know, even adding to the fact that she's a, like, Believe it or not, she's a little more vicious than Diana can yeah. be, which I absolutely love, which is why she, like, in this story, you guys will see it be explained, she is the guardian of the Doom's doorway, and, Ooh, you know, and... That sounds like an easy job. <laughs> yeah, not fun. No, no, it's not like being a bouncer out here at all. Um, so she is is the guardian of that, and you, you get to see how she got that job and what that job means currently with Themyscira totally changing now and having so many, you know, actually allowing you know, male bureaucrats to come in and, and trade. And it's like, it's, mm -hmm. it just completely blows the mind of traditional uh, Themyscirans. And, uh, you know, Nubia is at the forefront of that. So, I mean, this is a huge story if you are a fan of uh, of the character. Yes, and I got that. Uh, the young adult graphic novel was Nubia, real one, and that's mm -hmm. by L.L. Kinney. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, next, next week, this is two weeks out, we have some more interesting uh, stories. A lot of new number ones coming out yes. uh, at this point in the month. We'll have Gunslinger Spawn from Image Comics. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are liking the uh, the return of Spawn and King Spawn, we've got Gunslinger Spawn. Nice. Um, then we're going to have Batman the Long Halloween Special, number one. I don't know if that's – is that a reprint or is uh, that – No, so it's, it's another story. Oh. That, it's, it's like a – it's a newer small story. I have the actual – Page count here is about 48 pages. 25 years ago, you thought you knew the whole story of Batman the Long Halloween, but we You're bet. Right, I did think I knew the whole story. <laughs> and now you don't. Thank you, solicitation that's right in front of my <laughs> eyes here. Uh, so Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale do are returning for this book. Oh, wow. And they are telling a new story within that universe. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it, it is a Long Halloween Batman special. So, I mean, obviously some of the material will be sort of – I don't like to use the word recycled, but essentially what they're doing is stitching in new material into the material that you know. Ooh, like so, extended. yes, that's like a director's cut essentially. Um, so I'm super stoked for that, and um, you know, it, it's been so such a long time, and you know, with the movie coming out and or the the two part, I'm sorry, digital uh, animated movie coming out that went to HBO Max, like it's the perfect time for it. Yeah. It's almost right before Halloween. It is, yes. We've also got from DC Comics, uh, Catwoman Lonely City, number one. We're getting a new Catwoman mm -hmm. series going on. And then we've got Critical Role, The Tales of Exandria, The Bright Queen, number one. Um, so this is a uh, this is a part of an anthology series that they're going to be doing because we've had Vox Machina Origins. We're getting the Mighty Nine Origins coming up next. Uh, but outside of the roles of the two teams, we haven't really gotten mm -hmm. to explore the other characters of Exandria. So we're going to get, uh, I, I think this is, I think there's going to be multiple issues of the Bright Queen, um, but this is exploring the uh, the Kryn dynasty and their importance in the Vox Machina story. So I'm mm -hmm. very excited about that, that we're getting even more characters. And as their lore continues to expand, uh, Critical Role is putting out more and more information compendiums. They're going to do a history of Exandria official video before mm. the new campaign hits or i believe before the new campaign hits probably sometime around then to help fans actually like 
go, okay, how do we start getting all of this information all together? Because oh, I mean, right. as, even as a D&D player, like there's we, still so much. Yeah. We have to ask our own DMs sometimes like, hey, I forgot like the lore. Like, why are mm -hmm. we fighting this other continent? So we've got a, a cool expansion on the Critical Role story. So you guys can check that out from Dark Horse Comics. Nice. And then finally, the week four that everybody is waiting for, October 27th is jam and slam packed with tons of horror comics oh yeah i mean and just ooh, crazy crazy and, stuff you know before we go to the there is one more comic that's coming out on the 19th 20th oh, yeah. is refrigerator full of heads oh that's <laughs> it right it is a return to basket uh full of heads by hill house comics with more heads <laughs> with more heads um yeah essentially you're returning to you know uh, i think it's it's brady island or brody island um and honestly the best way that i and so this takes place before uh, sort of Again, you got to read the story, but uh, the best way I can explain this is like if you are currently watching Midnight Mass and you like that show, imagine they put zombies in that show <laughs> and a serial killer. Completely unrelated. Ooh. It is so much fun, um, and they are, they are returning. It's the same, uh, almost the same team. I think Jim Flower is uh, going to be back for the art, and Rio Yoris is back writing the book. So very excited for that. Um, sorry. Now, yeah. No worries. Last so week of. We're going to start with a, a blockbuster comic that, mm -hmm. as we brought to you in an earlier show, has broken, or, or maybe just on the, maybe in our local comic society. I don't remember when this news broke. Yeah. Um, broken all uh, pre-order kind of uh, records for Boom Studios apart from Berserker. So it is the most high-selling Boom Studios comic that doesn't have Keanu Reeves attached <laughs> to it yet um we've got house of slaughter number one this is going to be a spin-off of the wildly successful almost a runaway hit something is killing the children um and we are going to get to see the the what kind of the place in i know that's God. chris sheehan who also just came off of, of just a freaking victory lap of the autumnal oh. for vault comics which is one of the trade papers out now best get it. comics best horror comics you could read this season mm -hmm. also Check out the autumnal because Amazon won't let them advertise it. Amazon said the cover was too scary and Amazon said you couldn't handle it. So they wouldn't let them advertise and it still ended up being like in the top yeah. 10 of graphic novels. It's true. Maybe. You can't handle it, but, but you still should try. Your local comic book store trusts you. So if you want to order through your local comic book store, <laughs> My mom said it's okay. <laughs> yeah. She says I'm a big brave boy. Um, but we're going to get to see the place in which Erica Slaughter was forged. We're getting some of that prequel yep. uh, in the current arc. But uh, we're going to get to kind of see into that um that organization that yeah. trains them up and we've got and I'm, i forget his name because i'm still catching up on the trades but oh um, i'm i'm still oh, catching okay. up as well yeah uh, but we're going to be taking kind of a prequel look at okay. um at this character who wow i you know i thought you would have helped me out there but uh no, i am so far behind i've gotten through i think the first 12 issues okay yeah. um but it's going to be the the inner workings of the order that uh, created her. Oh, Aaron Slaughter. That's his oh, name. Oh, Aaron. He's he's the handler. He's the rival. But uh, oh. we're going to get a lot of his own backstory, too. And it's just adding mm -hmm. a lot of lore to the story that could have easily ended mm -hmm. without a lot of additional fan interest. And now it's so called for that uh, the creative team of James Tyne in the fourth and Tate Bromball on writing and artists Werther Deladera and Chris Sheehan on art nice. are going to be taking us further into the House of Slaughter. There's also going to be a foil variant for this one if you're no, playing no. along at home. You know how Boom likes those foil variants. It's and I think it's I think it's Alex red. Aron's I think it's too. red. Um, oh, that's nice. Yes, and then the a really big release that we want yes. to make sure you guys know about because we're super excited. We're going to be doing a show that week. We're not going to be 
featuring the week's books necessarily, like in, yep. in our usual show format, mm -hmm. but uh, a graphic novel is coming out from Mad Cave Studios. This is The Grim Tales from the Cave. Mm -hmm. This is a uh, a really huge effort that they've been putting together to, first of all, reimagine Grimm's Fairy Tales, which if you're not familiar with Grimm's Fairy Tales, those are pretty messed up to begin with. They are, yes. They're really dark, uh, but they've assembled some of the hottest independent talent, plus mm -hmm. the winners of their talent search from last year, um, one of whom they just interviewed today on Twitch. Uh, it was Mario Candelaria for uh, Weft, which was... Uh, the take on Rapunzel uh, oh, in that story. Yeah. But we are so excited about this book um, because we're going to get to interview one of the creative teams yes. behind one of these grim tales. Yes. You want to tell them a little bit more about uh, what, what we're, what yeah. we're doing? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've got the, um, okay, let's see. We're, do we have the names here? Yes. There they are. Yes, thank you. Uh, so like we are, I know, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're interviewing uh, Christabella Val, uh, Halverson and Michael Myers on October 27th uh, during the comics. Well, they are, that is the first half of the show. Um, now we are super stoked for that because they are joining us, like you know, together one you know one big party, um, <laughs> one comic book hive mind. <laughs> yeah, and they wrote. I believe it'll um, probably run the exact Carlos same Marcus, way. You're not. You're not wrong. Absolutely not. It's also um, a you know in the theme of Halloween, a nightmare to find some of the, like the English translations of some of these. Yeah, some of the really oh, old man. and obscure ones. We tried. Um, it's hard. You guys may know Christopher Sabella behind. He's the writer behind Pantomime for mm -hmm. uh, Mad Cave as well. He's also doing the smash hit with Image Crowded, which is the yeah. crowdfunding assassination comic. Mm -hmm. He's also done Welcome Back as well as another a uh, number of other comics. You might recognize Val Halverson as a fan favorite of the comics hall. He did Finger Guns with yes. Justin Richards. He's the artist who did Finger Guns from Vault Comics, uh, one of my personal favorites of the last couple of years. And then Micah Myers is a letterer extraordinaire, and we'll be super mm -hmm. excited to get Pat, his who's, who's hung out in our chats before. Yeah, he We're like you know what chats and get and, in here. Uh, he and Justin Birch, I think, mm -hmm. did all of the lettering for this right. entire. Uh, graphic novel projects. So we're going to get to ask them some questions about the creation process. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fairy tale that they specifically adapted was the tailor who would soon become rich. And they've taken that mm -hmm. in a modernized spin. We'll let you guys get to see that a little it's bit more. Very on that show. good. It is so cool. But I do want to call out for the Grim Tales from mm -hmm. the cave, the whole creative, uh, whole bunch of people. So bear with me. Writers include Cullen Bunn, Mark London, Stephanie Phillips, Che Grayson, Nadia Shamas, Christopher Sabella, Anthony Cleveland, Melissa White, Dalton Deschain uh, or Deschon, uh, Deshaun, mm -hmm. uh, Chuck Harp and Mario Candelaria, and uh, Dalton, Chuck, and Mario were their uh, talent search winners last year. Um, and then we have art by Andrea Moody, uh, Luisa Rosso, Rowan McCall, Man, uh, Mon House, mm -hmm. uh, Cecilia Lovalvo, uh, Shane Connery Volk, Val Halverson, Rio Burton, Ho Sang Hui, uh, Nicholas uh, Falutico. Sorry, this is so many names. Uh, David Escobar. And then we've you got colors. All of them, though. Colors by Joanna Lafuente, Roman Stevens, Luca Romano, Giorgio Spalletta, mm -hmm. Allison Hu. And then letters by Micah Myers and Justin Birch. So that yeah. is the entirety of this amazing book you can expect. I think it's over 100 pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, easy. Well, well over 100 pages. Uh, that'll be out on the 27th. I think you can still pre-order. If you can't get mm -hmm. it from your local comic book store, it is available directly from Mad Cave yes. Studios. So you can order from their website. Uh, have that ready. Maybe even mm -hmm. read along when we are uh, doing the interview. But we're so excited about that. And, I mean... It's hard to explain some of the fairy tales in there because they're it, not it is. as many of the well-known ones, but you guys are going to have so much fun, I think, reading that, uh, that I, um, volume, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to 
uh, like pick the brains of some of the creators for that. Yeah, and, and a huge thank you to uh, thank you to Matt K for you know allowing us to read that a little bit early um, because guys, it is such a good book. And you know, one of the things I love about any type of anthology, like I mentioned earlier with the Wonder Woman story. Um, and that the uh, Are You Afraid of Dark Side? There's a story for everyone, like especially with the Grim Tales from the Cave in this one. Like there is yeah. like they they cover quite a few genres, even you know, taking some of these stories that you do know from the Grim Fairy Tales and you know, spinning it to maybe modern or sort of going back to the source. Yeah, there's there's definitely some very modernized interpretations. We've mm -hmm. got some post-apocalypse, there's some romance stories, and then we do have some that are set in the classic era that these fairy tales yeah. were invented in but they are uh, recontextualized with mm -hmm. even more messed up visuals and uh, yes. some of those names included on that list are creators from other mad cave titles like mm -hmm. wolven heart um from nottingham as well uh and then we've had andrea moody for uh the maniac of new york yep. from aftershock comics um and Good then book. chris sanchez who we got to interview mm -hmm. previously on a, a previous show was an editor for this for, project yeah, so for it's the just, project we're, we're very grateful to have a chance to take a look at this and mm -hmm. then uh, Mad Cave facilitating uh, this interview. So we hope to see you guys all there. That will be our, our four o'clock time slot mm -hmm. on October 27th for Spooktacular. We will be covering that. And then yeah. maybe if, if we have time after that awesome interview, we'll we'll talk some more Halloween horror books with you guys. Me and Amy never have you know anything to talk about. We so. never run out of recommendations, but there never. are even more titles coming out mm -hmm. that week. We're going to run through them real quickly. So we get uh, Wolven Heart number eight returning from Mad Cave Studios. You know, this one is, I've, I'm actually really enjoying this one. Mm -hmm. It's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but with vampires and werewolves and <laughs> zombies. And so there's like, you're like, hey, I'm a famous monster hunter throughout time, but also here's my friend Nikola Tesla. And also Joan of Arc is hanging out over there. Just casually name dropping Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's in Hello. it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a time traveling supernatural story of uh, monster hunters and the historical co mm -hmm. cohorts that they have over time. Then we've got the new Venom number one from Marvel Comics. We've also got DC versus Vampires. Oh, I'm so excited. DC versus Vampires from DC Comics. Um, then we've got a couple of horror titles from Vault. We've got Radio Apocalypse, which is going to be a post-apocalyptic one that deals with um, radio waves and trans uh, transmission signals. And then we've got The Rush from Vault Comics, which is actually an acronym for This Hungry Earth Reddens Under Snowclad Hills. And that is a uh, that is a horror cool. western. I know nice. every time I see that title, This Hungry Earth Reddens Under Snowclad Hills. But that's yep. also The Rush. So we've got mm -hmm. a, a supernatural western. And then we've got After Dark from After, After Dark, Comics. yeah. Love, oh, I, I love Aftershock. I mean, there's so many great um, books that, that they put out. But I also want to mention Task Force Z that is also coming out by DC Comics. Is that a zombie thing? That's the, uh, that's this one. Ooh, that's the one oh, that, yes. That, uh, it's uh, also, uh, Matthew Rosenberg is going to be doing quite a bit that last week. He is on the DC versus Vampires with James Tynan the Fourth, so but he is also uh, penning and plotting the entire um I think the entire story for Task Force Z. Uh, sorry, pending or pa I should say he's not doing the art. Pending <laughs> as in like he's he's doing some of the dialogue as you well. You better get started. Yeah, you is. better hurry. <laughs> um, yeah, Eddie Barrows, uh, Eber Ferreira, and, and tons of great people on the team. And that's you know anyone who has died in DC Comics is being sort of brought back like a undead Suicide Squad. I was gonna say it's like the reverse of a Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> The Homicide Squad. The Homicide Squad. You're SVU. <laughs> uh, yeah, super stoked for that book. I mean, uh, I, I love any time. Like DC, honestly, has been killing it with their horror stuff lately. 
if you can, uh, if you're in the mood for spooky season, go read the Conjuring comic that was out. Yeah, the Conjuring the Lovers. The Conjuring the Lovers. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's such a fun book, and it does horror really, really well. And then again, as you mentioned, go read the Autumnal. Yes, please go read the autumnal. Um, this is a great month, and I love that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it starts slow. It mm -hmm. just starts differently. Uh, we've got our typical superhero fair mixed in with other stuff, and then right at the end, we've got Venom, we've got vampires, we've got yeah. all of that crazy stuff mm -hmm. hitting at the end. Now, we have reached the end of our October highlights. We aren't going to finish completely in 45 minutes, but we've done a great job keeping on time. We did pretty and good. And on task. We did, you know, there's... This is a, I'm considering this one a win for us. Um, but we wanted to just thank you guys for joining us in the middle of this busy event week. We hope you guys have been having so much fun. Don't forget, we will have the spectacular show, the interview with Mad Cave. We've got Christopher Sabella, who's a writer, Val Halverson, the artist, and Micah Myers, the letterer. You guys yeah. aren't going to want to miss that. That's a rare treat uh, to have an entire creative team behind a book or a, a behind a story. Um, Pre-order or order directly from Mad Cave, the yeah. Grim Tales from the Cave anthology, so you guys know what the heck we're talking about when we cover that. And we will see you guys for those those spooky titles. In the meantime, uh, we've got our wrap-up show for today's Sideshow New York Con Day at 5 p.m. in this room. We're right probably here. just going to turn off the stream and immediately turn it back on. Um, but you guys want to stay here for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, you've got the all-request tour at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. Pacific time. If you guys missed anything from the booth tour today or you wanted to see something more in-depth, Paul and Guy Clender are going to take you on your own personal close-up walkthrough of mm -hmm. that amazing booth. Just don't look too close at Leatherface because he's no, so he's, scary. No, he's very scary. He is a pretty lady, he's, though. He's got soulful eyes. Like, that's mm -hmm. the thing. And, you, and then you realize, you're like, oh, I'm staring at a man with someone else's I, severed skin I, on top I do of like face. today, I, I was mentioning to Autumn that um, when you and Wendy were doing the tour, uh, that that Wendy had said, um, oh, you know, you can see he just got doing doing his uh, business. <laughs> like, he's a murderer. He's a, yeah. He was he's murdering killing, Wendy. He's killing people, You can Wendy. say murdering. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Uh, right. Yes, but that'll be a great time. The event continues tomorrow. There's still time to register today, but that cutoff will probably be very soon. So mm -hmm. go to side.show slash NYCC for your last chance to register for our event. Uh, we will see you guys soon. Don't forget to go to uh, side.show slash your LCS as join well. Us. That is our Facebook group. That is where we continue the conversation outside of our once a month show with special exceptions for events. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is when you'll have your best chance to get the schedule from us. We're also talking about what we pick up during the week. Yeah. Any questions that might occur to you like, hey, if I want to read more John Constantine, where should I look? Uh, and there's lots of great, great discussions going on. It's a really friendly place. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of really cool people. And the group is growing. Yes. Uh, and we need your help to get it there. So side.show slash your LCS. And that does it for today's episode of the Comics Hall. We're clocking in under 50 minutes. I'm going to take that as a we win. We did it. Side.show slash NYCC for all the events this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And as always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this has been the Comics Hall. And Rob, do, get in here. Do, do, Rob, get in here. Hurry up, Rob. This has been the Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show. <laughs> <laughs>